G'day guys, I'm Aaron Schultz with episode 137 of the Outback Mine podcast. Appreciate you joining in once again, episode 137, binge drinking. Um, have you ever binge drunk, drank? Um, I reckon a lot of Australians have, particularly uh particularly Australian males. Jeez, um, oh, I've had a, an unbelievable relationship with, with alcohol over my journey. I was exposed to binge drinking, I suppose, from a young age, like a lot of us, and um, um, that sort of follows suit. You, you sort of see it as uh, being part of the culture, all that type of stuff, um, you know, and we, uh, we go down that pathway ourselves quite easily, you know, when we celebrate things, it's around drinking, when we commiserate things, it's around drinking, uh, we use it to wind down, all that type of stuff, but are there other ways, are there better ways? I believe there are, you know, I had to um, really explore that myself, um, the alcohol was easy, it was always a, a fallback at the end of the day to, to go and have a, have a beer and then have more if you weren't feeling too good and on weekends have more and that's that's binge drinking in its essence. Now, today's guest, Chris uh, Rain, is um, a young man, well, he's not so much young anymore, but uh, when he was a young fella, he um, had a bit of an issue with drinking and um, wanted to maybe have a break from it. So. Uh, he sort of thought about what he could do to help himself but also help others and um, set some challenges, I guess, at the end of the day. He started up an organisation uh, in around 2011 called Hello Sunday Morning. Might have been a bit earlier than that, maybe 2009, 2010. So Hello Sunday Morning was really a pioneer in the space of uh, creating awareness around binge drinking and being able to give people tools and solutions and strategies on how they could um, have a break uh, from drinking. So having a Sunday off, um, and then maybe having a few more days during the week off, and then maybe having uh, you know extended extended periods of time of alcohol. And um, you know, Chris has been able to do some amazing things uh, with regards to this particular um, organisation campaign uh, as it started out, but now it's a, a full blown um, entity with regards to uh, you know creating awareness around alcohol misuse and so forth. And um, now Chris has done some amazing things since starting that off. He studied overseas. He's now um, Australian, uh, Australians for Mental Health campaign director. So he's really uh, moved really deeply into the mental health space. So we're going to talk about you know, that today, but also the drinking side of things, what that actually does to us, some statistics around that, um, how we can actually like uh, get some tips and tricks and um, and some guidance around um, you know sustaining from alcohol or just cutting back, um, you know, making making a, a less, um, uh, I suppose, alcohol-dominated lifestyle um, really uh, relevant for a lot of us. You know, we don't have to sort of rely on it as much as we as we tend to. It's an easy way to go. Um, you know, governments try and push us up, push it on us to drink. Um, you know, it's all part of the sporting culture and all that type of stuff. But it takes a bit of brave, bravery to be able to say no sometimes uh, in the environments that we live in, particularly in rural areas. So, you know... Uh, I, I've done that myself, you know, I've, I've taken a year off, I've taken, you know, extended periods off and I've just sort of felt comfortable as I've gone along to say, well, yeah, I don't need to do this and people respect that but when I first started it was challenging because people judged me so we'll uh, look at all that today. So I really hope you enjoy our chat. Just want to make special mention to our primary partner, Green Nutritional. So if you're uh, looking to improve your diet, if you're lacking something in your diet, if you want to get healthier, 
they have some amazing products which can really support our physical and mental well-being. So I really encourage you to jump on their website, check them out, greennutritionals.com.au. Their products are all organic, available all around Australia. Um, they use the best uh, products from all around the world, the best materials to package their products uh, that's available. So uh, not the cheapest, but certainly the best. So I really encourage you to check them out and support them. Alrighty, really appreciate your feedback with uh, this chat uh, of Chris, uh, with Chris and I. Um, welcome your feedback. Uh, welcome you reaching out to Hello Sunday Morning and uh, any other relevant organisation uh, which could support um, uh, your transition away from alcohol if you choose to. G'day Chris, how are you? G'day mate, really good. So I really appreciate you joining me and uh, mate, I've watched your journey for about 10 years or more now I reckon and uh, just sort of seeing how things have unfolded for you and some of the, the work that you've done and you know geez back in when was it 2009 or 10 when you sort of uh, you know sort of stood up and said uh, enough's enough with your own sort of drinking um, patterns um, you know it was a bit of a, a bit of a shockwave to a lot of people out there that sort of were, were sort of you know caught up in the culture what year was it when you when you kicked off Hello Sunday Morning? Uh, 2009, I took um, a year off drinking. So at the time, I was 22. Yeah. And um, and that was, yeah, it was sort of like, one, I was definitely drinking a lot and my patterns were pretty excessive, um, sort of working in advertising and as a nightclub promoter. Mm. Um, but the, the other impetus behind doing it was working in advertising and we had to come up with a campaign that was around binge drinking. And so... It, sort of formed a really great way to understand the drinking culture, understand my own relationship with alcohol and how difficult it is to change that so that mm. I could you know, inform the campaign. But then it just grew into its own thing, which has you know been really great to see. Mate, um, so, so let's take a step back. So when did your relationship with alcohol start? Oh, I think, um, you know, when I was 13, um, you know, I probably like had a few drinks here and there before that, like just, you know, a sip of dad's beer and mm. all that stuff. But then, um, you know, when I was 13, I was in boarding school and I remember going out one night and, um, to a party and just getting absolutely trolled. And mm. I think that it was, uh, you know, like at the time I sort of regretted it, but it was sort of something that, you know, it was a real escape from the anxiety that I felt, um, you know, in my life. And so, mm. yeah, that kind of, that self-medicative relief really began at that point. Um, and, you know, it's still, I think, it's still something that I, like, if I'm not careful, will find myself reaching to, to drink um, mm. to escape or, mm. you know, to do other things to escape you know, my anxiety, and, and that definitely was the, you know, the inception of it. Mm, yeah, yeah, well said. Very, very uh, relevant, mate, and, um, uh, yeah, a few things come to me then, back to my own sort of journey when I was a young fellow, like, it really was uh, the anxiousness that um, that you were masking up, I suppose, at the end of the day, wasn't it? And, um, um, yeah, it was easy uh, to, 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 to you know, not so much easy to get it, but uh, obviously the access and the acceptance of drinking as you're a young fella is um, is pretty relevant because it's, uh, it's accepted in, in modern society or it was accepted in modern society that that's sort of 
you know, part of the culture and what you do. But isn't it amazing how the brain's still developing until 25 and we're sort of putting a lot of pressure on it uh, on our, our whole body uh, in our early teens and, and, you know, some of the potential consequences which come with that? Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, and, we, um, you know, we live in a, a complex society um, that it's it sort of... It's understandable why people turn to... Um, things like alcohol or drugs or, um, you know, even kind of social media or, or things that make us feel kind of better and disassociated from the present moment. And mm. and there, there is a role for that. Like, I think that um, it's it, it can be a functional part of, like, just relief um, for a little while, but... If, if we find ourselves just depending on one thing over and over again, mm. um, you know, that's where, you know, dependence and then addictions can form and then, it you know, it can become a real issue where it's just not worth it. Yes, yeah, that, that's true, problematic. And, um, yeah, mate, um, oh, I suppose for you, did, did it sort of take hold um, coming through your adolescence there, um, sort of leading into your... Um, your transition into the workforce and obviously, you know, the partying and everything sort of come around uh, with that? Yeah, and I, I think, it, like, um, you know, I'm, so I'm 35 now. So when I first started this journey um, on when I was 20, you know, two, mm. taking that year off drinking, mm. um, I think it was a really... Uh, valuable thing for me to do like it gave me a perspective um of myself a perspective of like how i used alcohol both in healthy and unhealthy ways and then since then i've like you know taken periods of time off drinking i've gone back to drinking i've like um drunk you know had a healthy relationship with alcohol had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol like there's many different iterations that my life has gone through, but probably the consistent, um, you know, thing is like I'm, my, I'm still here. You know, like I'm still the 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 me that is choosing to drink is still there. The, the reasons why I would choose to drink, mm. uh, they're still there. Like and finding you know ways to uh, lessen my need um, to drink as much and to make peace with myself that, that's definitely a kind of lifelong journey mm. um and you know one i'm still working on yeah mate really really good to see how you know how you you you, you you've got some flexibility and you know some people just stop and that's it and, and they're really anti it but you know i believe yeah you're right there is a role for it too i've had one of those journeys where i was sort of dependent on it for a long time just to deal with um, stress and anxiety, which was probably work-related and all that too. But then I hit that point when I was maybe 37 where I started to, to change. And, um, um, yeah, certainly, like, I, I'll have a beer on that occasionally, but I don't sort of beat myself up, you know, and my relationship yeah. with it has changed a lot. No, you know, it's, it's not, not like it was. And um, I sort of see people that are, you know, drinking too much with a bit of compassion now rather than judgment. And... Um, uh, I try and, uh, you know, make sure that I'm looking after myself because I know if I, my, my body's smarter than me, you know, if I, if I have too much, I won't sleep well, um, you know, I'll be up going to the toilet, all that type of thing. But if you want to, you know, remain functional and sort of physically and mentally healthy, you know, having the awareness around it, I think is really important too. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's um, 
has, a, yeah, like you said, an ongoing talent. Mm, mm. It is, mate, and you know, it's, it's, it's a cultural thing. Whether you're a guy in a country town, you know, a small town where the pub's the, uh, um, you know, the meeting place, or whether you're in a city and you're, uh, you know, you're going out after work for drinks and that with people. Like, I, I found it difficult uh, for me to, um, to sort of say no for a while, so I had to sort of distance myself from the social things, but then I found that I was okay with it and I could go into a social environment and just say, oh, no, I'm not drinking, and no one would really sort of judge me after a while, you know, and that, I think that's the big fear for guys is the actual judgment that comes from not uh, being part of, uh, you know, the drinking culture. Yeah, and that, that I think, like, there's... It's, I mean, it's hard, like, to go against like against that sort of pressure like it is very difficult for someone to do mm. um and there's a place for just not dealing with it you know like i think it's hard enough you know if you're trying to change this or you're trying to take a break from drinking it's totally cool to like you know when i was young guys think no you should go out you should do all these things but like it's totally fun like it's still even on the weekend um you know went out to a festival and my partner was drinking and she was having an awesome time and i was tired and so like it was hard for me to you know really enjoy it i felt as much as she did and um and that's just like no matter how much work you do like or like experiences you have like sometimes it, it you know experiences aren't that enjoyable as they would be if you were drinking but then you know, I woke up and I was fine and she woke up and wasn't as good. But there's just these choices and experiences and um, and that's just, I guess, the way it all works. Yes, that's true, mate, absolutely. And, and actually understanding the other person might be going through a different journey than you, you know. So yeah. so they, they, they may have, um, you know, taken on experiences over that day or the previous days, which is sort of built their anxiety or their cortisol levels are a little bit more heightened and um, they, they need to de-escalate or they want to de-escalate. Yeah. You know, I, I've brought in other tools now that I can use to uh, to help with that, which is, you know, meditation and yoga and anything which can help sort of balance the nervous system. And I think these are the skills that we don't sort of get uh, taught when we're young and uh, we sort of, you know, take the option of what society's sort of, you know, showing us and, and leading us down, you know, but I, I think we've all got the ability to be able to self-regulate. It's just a matter of um, being able to identify where we're, where we're at on a, you know, a scale of one to ten to always sort of look at that, where am I at? Am I sort of a neutral at a five or am I at a seven or a nine or whatever, you know, and um, to be able to sort of, uh, you know, see where you're at and have an awareness of that, I think is really uh, a skill that takes a bit of work, but um, but that sort yeah, of thing, the, 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 the regulation is, is really important, you know, to be able to see that for actually what it is. Yeah, exactly. I think, like, and for a, for, for a whole life, for sure. Mate, um, with regards to... Um, I suppose the having the awareness around drinking, um, you know, for, from your own experience, was it was it mainly like socially, or was it something that you you do on your own when you uh, when you when you sort of drank, um, you know, in those earlier days uh, before you sort of decided to take a year off? Uh, it was sort of more socially, um, and I mean, I never thought that my life would you know end up being working in addiction and mental health like i think i probably assumed that i would be some other career but 
here I am and like I'm really passionate about like this area and particularly like the the way the system works to support people that have an addiction or a mental illness and so I like as a result of that have seen a lot of different stories of people um and you know some really kind of heartbreaking stories of of people with an alcohol addiction um and i think i you know and then talking with them and their families i feel like i i'm very lucky and grateful that i never i've never had that level of addiction um mm. or like that kind of problematic level of relationship with alcohol and um and you know maybe that's because i sort of made some changes earlier i mean i definitely don't think i've got a perfect relationship with alcohol and mm. by that i mean like a, a perfect relationship with myself mm. um and um but i also like feel really grateful that um i you know haven't haven't got like this overwhelming desire to drink and this overwhelming kind of destructive trait when i when i do yes and um and you know for some people that's just the truth like and it's really heartbreaking um you know if you are with someone that is going through that like not just for them but that for their families and the friends and people that love them and um yeah like and particularly in the bush like um to really massive issue um because it's so isolated and there's not enough services for people to get help uh and so it's just like you know just a kind of sedent um cemented part of the culture and yeah. i think that's something that really needs to change yeah mate that that's true and you know look i've looked at ways of doing it um uh i, I sort of had a you know a uh, a period there where I was quite um, against it and, and really angry with the industry and angry with the way it was promoted yeah. and what it actually had done to people, you know. And uh, I, I campaigned pretty hard there for a while and I got, you know, met with a lot of resistance too. But um, yeah. but primarily it did actually you know, get some traction and help a few people, um, you know, understand uh, that, that they've got a choice. They don't have to follow, you know, the pathway. and um you know people people sort of were aware well i am feeling like shit because of this but i keep fronting up all the time <laughs> you know it's, yeah. it's okay to, to maybe look at things differently but but yeah mate it's it's a tricky one and look when you when you when you get into the nuts and bolts of it all chris like alcohol um is a key industry uh within within the country it's it's for supporting lots of people's employment it's um you know, um, generating a lot of taxation revenue. Uh, there's lots of flaws for it uh, from an economical perspective, but you know, the destructive side of it is, um, you know, is is far more powerful than than what the you know the good the good uh, side of it possibly is. You know, so to be able to be aware of it and um, to be able to you know give people the um, the tools so they 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 can be conscious of of their uh, their actions and you know maybe when you are agitated or frustrated there are other options rather than you know going to the fridge or uh, or doing something that um, that may have consequences later on you know i know with myself now like um if i if i find myself uh let's say not grounded um then then um then i'll say oh no well i don't really need to do that because like in an hour or two i'm going to feel like this 
So I'm able to sort of project, um, you know, what what an outcome might be, rather than sort of just take a um, take an easy option and then um, and then you know deal with it later, sort of thing, you know. And um, the the social side of things to have a few beers is great, you know. And I believe having a few more than usual um, in that setting, uh, your, your nervous system's quite relaxed, so you, you do absorb it better. When you're tense and anxious and stressed, I think your body um, doesn't absorb it as well and it's got to work harder to deal with it. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. And I think that, um, like, I mean, to your earlier point, like, I think there's, like, if we had to improve our society and its, and its relationship with alcohol, I think there are lots of things that we can do as individuals and lots of responsibility we can take for ourselves and uh, ourselves and like accessing um support and yeah like you said engaging in activities that help us become more mindful like like meditation and yoga and you know even just being in nature and walking and doing things that are very um human Mm. these things can certainly help and i think that's really important and then i think that we also need to invest in um, improving access to therapy and, you know, clinical support for people that really have um, kind of long-term addictions or um, underlying mental illness. And I think that's, you know, a really important thing that we're, we're often lacking. And then, you know, to your point, I think we also need... Um, we need to invest in changing the rules for companies that sell addictive products because i i don't believe that um you know if you sell something that the profit is built on um people being dependent on it i i think i think people should have the choice but i don't think such companies should have access to be able to advertise um be able to you know promote the product in a way that makes it very attractive. I think it should be available and people should be able to choose, but it, it's a different um, playing field if you're, you know, getting someone hooked on it. Mm. Um, you know, I think it should be, they should be hard to access, uh, expensive and difficult for people to choose to do it, but that mm. choice is still there. And yes. I think, yeah, there we are a long way off that kind of society, but I think there's lots of things that we can do to... Um, you know, improvement. I think at these three levels, I think if, you know, in 10 years, if we made some significant headway in, in each of them, we would have a society that I think would be significantly less addicted to things, but also um, very much, I think, happier. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And that was that was my vision sort of way back then, you know, like thinking, well, if we can start to do something now, the flow-on effect of this is going to be tremendous. A bit like what the, I think it was the Par Aeon, um, um, uh, I suppose, uh, influence had in Europe there when they basically stopped all the advertising of alcohol in sporting organisations and um, uh, and all that type of thing. And, and the flow-on to the, the mental health and the well-being of, of the public was significant, you know. Um, so, so there's evidence there that this sort of stuff happens, but... Um, we just got to really take um, take a, a positive mindset uh, and to what the you know the flow and effects of that could 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 potentially be rather than being you know reactive. I suppose we we're sort of more proactive. And that all starts as an individual to be able to be proactive with you know your own um, a relationship and your own consumption too. And then 
I believe if you if you can do something like you didn't have a year off, you know, you only you're not the only one that benefits. Everyone else around you benefits because you are a little bit more engaged with yourself and and um, you know a bit more present rather than sort of you know being distracted, I suppose. And it's amazing how how the body and the mind can reset itself too after a while, um, you know, by giving it. Uh, giving it a break and it doesn't have to deal with the products that, uh, that, it, that it has for quite a while. And a lot of, another thing, Chris, is um, a lot of alcoholism sort of goes back through family, you know, so, you know, you, you've had a your bloodline that's, that's had an addiction, or not so much an addiction, but a relationship with alcohol, and that gets passed down. Have you, have you got much um, uh, knowledge around that as well? Yeah, I mean, there's, like, in all traumas in a sense or, like, you know, um, things like that, whether it be abuse or addictions, there's very strong familiar, there's a very strong familial influence. You know, if your parents were addicted or abusive, like there's a much greater propensity for someone to do that or have that in their lives and in their relationships. Mm. So like, I think that's, yeah, I mean, it's a well proven um, fact for a lot of people. Um, and then you even, you know, worse is, um, you know, FASD, which is um, fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, mm. where, um, you know, mums that are addicted to alcohol end up, you know, drinking through pregnancy. And that has, a you know, an incredibly deleterious effect on, um, on a child's development and their intelligence, which is really sad, you know, because basically there's nothing that that child can do about it. There's no no way of breaking that cycle um and so i think like you know when you take consideration of all that like it's you you kind of go well we have to do a lot of a lot of work in our um to change our society so that it's less impacting for people but also you have to be compassionate to those that have grown up with you know, parents that are, are addicted or dependent, like how hard it would be for them to change. So yeah. there's a there's stuff we can change and then there's stuff I think we just need to be compassionate to people for. Yeah, yeah, well, well said. I, I, you know, for me, it was something that come to me about being, being the one to break um, the cycle of seven generations before you so the next seven generations can heal. So that's when I decided, yeah, well, I, I had kids, you know, younger kids, and I didn't want to be an influence on them, so I really, I really changed my relationship with it. Rather than getting home and the first thing I was doing was going to the fridge and getting a can, you know, I started to become more aware of that, and um, my, my, my habits sort of went into other areas which were more healthful. And, you know, luckily my, my kids now uh, have got really, um, you know, good uh, relationships with alcohol and understanding of alcohol, but if they haven't seen me drinking consistently, then then they they might have followed the same pathway, you know. So I'm hoping that 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 that, that will have an influence on their children and beyond, because I believe you know the ones before me had a pretty uh, pretty consistent relationship with it, you know. That's a, I mean, what a what a like when you look back on your life, what an achievement! Like that's an amazing thing to have done so yeah congratulations yeah i, I appreciate Cheers. that yeah mate and and i suppose what i've been able to do is i've been able to help other guys uh, understand that and empower them and once a man you know primarily can get some empowerment and think shit i can do something about this because it's not just about me you know my, my kids will 
will benefit and, and so forth. So I can really, I can be a disruptor here. And um, I just think having, having that um, you know, connection to, to change is really a really um, you know, powerful gift for an individual to say, well, yeah, I can do something about this. I'm not just gonna, gonna lay down and um, uh, you know, keep following this cycle. I can, I can do something about it. And if someone's got that determination and the support to, to, to get there, it's amazing what can happen. You know, I've seen tremendous evidence of people giving away uh, not just alcohol but other things because they've had um, you know the ability to be able to sort of um, you know shift that habit but also you know the benefits that can come from shifting that habit can be you know, so much greater than themselves at the end of the day which is a you know, really really terrific way to be able to help um, give people autonomy and um, take control of their lives again I guess. That's a huge thing yeah amazing. So mate, tell me, um, so this has been an interesting journey for you. So 22 you started this and now you, you've sort of moved through um, the alcohol thing. You went to, uh, to England and did an MBA. What was that in? Um, so yeah, so I went over to the UK, did um, Masters of Business Administration um, on a, this thing called a Skoll Scholarship, which is yeah. a scholarship focused on social entrepreneurship. That's right. Um, and yeah, it was awesome. Like, you know, amazing experience. Definitely helped me coming back to Australia and growing Hello Sunday morning. And then, you know, the work that I'm doing now, it's been a really useful asset. Mate, you're only a young fella, you know, maybe 24, 25 when you went and did that. And, um, you know, pints of Guinness would have been all around you back then, but you would have had to have been pretty resilient to be able to get through all that. But, but mate, um, you know, the journey that you've had, um, to be able to get to where you are now, did you get? Um, I think you were nominated for an Australian of the Year there at one point in time. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, went back in the day, yeah, for sure. The young, young Australian in Queensland. Yeah, mate. <laughs> and imagine, like, if you hadn't have like had made that change, then that none of this sort of stuff would have happened. You know, your whole life would have been totally different. But um, it's a, yeah, I think it's there's a good um, like. It's a it's a good lesson I think in taking risks and you know something like that like starting out on Sunday morning was you know it's not a conventional risk to take but it was definitely a risk for me to do and then they all you know they usually lead you somewhere interesting and um, and yeah provide open really interesting doors yeah mate and, and that's what's happened that's you know? great. it's good going yeah totally. You, 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 um, yeah, you, you have to be grateful for that. And, and like, I believe we, we, we come to the crossroads a lot, um, you know, as individuals, and we, we can take the left or the right turn. And sometimes the uncomfortable way can really lead us to a pathway of growth. And, you know, just, just for someone, you know, anyone listening out there that is at that stage where they're thinking, well, maybe I, I just, you know, the, the human mind is so powerful, it'll pull you back to the old habits and that consistently. But if you can say, no, I'm, I, I, um, I'm going to challenge this, I'm going to change this, you know, then you stay stay strong to that. Take the diversion to the left turn and, and maybe get some support along the way. I think that, uh, that can really empower you. And the drinking thing takes time, you know, it's sort of like a week four weeks, six weeks, and then you're on this sort of cycle of a, of a pattern. And if you can get to those stages, you know, those small goals, I think are really important. And then, you know, uh, you can, you, you basically change physically and mentally, um, you know, through that period. And did you find that with yourself? Like it was a little bit of a battle for a while and then you sort of uh, started to come good after a period of time? 
Yeah, like I think that um, I've I, I don't know that sort of life has been like really linear for me. Like I think it's sort of it's like a, a circle, and um, there's just you know I'll have like really you know for example like last year just had the most amazing year. Um, the year before that was really, you know, mentally tough, like leaving hell on Sunday morning. And then, mm. and then, um, you know, the year before that was amazing. Like, it's just sort of things change all the time and, um, you know, challenges become bigger. Um, and I guess one can hope to be more resilient towards them. Mm. Um, and, but yeah, I, I, I guess like I hope that I'm kind of growing as a person, but, the the pain of that growing sort of that, that's pretty ubiquitous <laughs> it can be absolutely mate and, and and those challenges are are there to 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 you know basically you know be just that like they'll, they'll challenge us you know if we can we can front up to that and sort of push through it then it becomes easier you know but i believe you know your journey has been tremendous and you know, we talked earlier about you continually maybe looking to study and I think it's important to have those little uh, little things to be able to keep you motivated. That's something that I've sort of lacked over the last couple of years. I haven't had those little um, incentives to keep learning and growing and developing and that's something I probably need to bring back into my my life, you know. Um, I've taken a real holistic journey the last sort of five to six years and invested a lot in, in that side of things. But, um, yeah, the academic side um, is something that I probably need to pursue more. But what you're doing now, mate, you're, um, you're, you're, you're like a director now for, what is it, the Australia, uh, Australians for Mental Health campaign, is that right? Yeah, so I'm doing like a, like a few things. Like um, there's advocacy, yeah, so for Australians for Mental Health, which is uh, focused on mental health reform um, mm. across the country with the, the mental health system and then um, doing other kind of work in, in um, um, you know, the addiction space of um, building a, a GP-led home detox service called Clean Slate Clinic, uh, which awesome. is focused on helping people um, that are, you know, dependent on alcohol that need a clinical detox to do that at home rather than needing to go into... Uh, a rehab service oh, awesome, um, and yeah things like that just sort of um, working across mental health and addiction mate I think that's 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 um, that's really important if you can work with an individual in their home space to be able to support them and give them give them goals and consistent communication to be able to keep them on track that that doesn't just block up the system it actually like empowers an individual to uh, to empower themselves you know if they've got that ability to be able to create uh, in their own environment and have the support to, to do that that that's really um really really good to hear i didn't consider it, but that that but that's um yeah how's that going for you is it actually starting to get some traction yeah well, it's early days we put our first um 75 people through the program um and uh, which is like um you know really in the space of six months is relatively small but what we've done has been able to do a uh, a pilot on like whether it's effective or not and so we've done that we're about to um get our six month follow-up which is you know really helpful in proving the model mm. um and then now we're kind of getting ready to scale so we will be um kind of raising some funds next like this year and then trying to trying to get to a thousand people by the end of the year yeah, awesome, mate.
that that's that's really really great to hear and what you've been able to achieve from from the hello sunday morning journey it sounds like the transition was difficult for you but you know you're moving on to bigger and better things now which can really um uh, have a tremendous impact on uh, on people's lives out there, mate. Jeez, you know, and, and there's so many people um, in regional areas that, that that need that empowerment and support. You know, if there's someone out there that's struggling, um, you know, with, with drinking and wanting to change your relationship, what would be the first couple of things that you'd recommend them to do? Well, it depends on um, you know where they're where they're at. So um, you know, if you if you're kind of um, if you're if you're if you want some support to kind of consider changing your relationship with alcohol, I'd definitely recommend him going to hellosundaymorning.org, and you can get resources, and tools, and ways to think about it. Um, you can talk to a counsellor on there, um, you know, all for free, funded by the the Australian government. Mm. Um, and but if you're if you're drinking, you know, say a few bottles of wine at night, and you and you kind of find yourself physically dependent on any drinking when you're waking up then a service like Clean Slate would be, you know, helpful for you to go through a, a medicated detox. So mm. it's as, um, you know, easy and as safe as possible. Um, and then, you know, there's a number of, like, if those services aren't right, there's a number of other services, there's, um, you know, safe um, smart recovery, uh, AA, counselling online. Mm. There's, you know, a number of different avenues to, to you know, access care and support for yourself and I think they're all worth checking out. Yeah mate, awesome and it's really good to see those resources around you know now when I was a young bloke I I was about 19 and I was really battling and not so much with drinking but just with, with guidance and life you know drinking was a big part of it but all we had back then was like a bit of a, uh, a drug and alcohol centre and I popped my head in the door, mate, and I just thought, Jesus, I don't belong here. You know, it was it was so it was so overwhelming. But I still continued my habits. But if I had have had those support mechanisms like you've got now, um, you know, and I was at the stage where I was at, then it'd be so much easier and so much more helpful, you know, to uh, to 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 utilise those resources. And it sounds like there's some great ones out there. So. Uh, yeah, I really encourage anyone listening to um, to, to tap into them and, um, you know, even if it's a minor, minor habit that you've got, if you want to try and change your relationship with that, certainly get some help. I reckon it's, uh, it's definitely worth the guidance and support of, um, of investing your time in uh, having someone else, um, you know, support you. I think that's that's really, really, really critical. Chris, tell me, if anyone wants to reach out and, and get hold of you or maybe look at the, the work you're doing or you've done, what's the best way to do that? Um, yeah, just online, like on Twitter, CK Rain, same with Instagram or, you know, online. It's pretty, pretty easy to reach out to, so, yeah, yeah feel free. Good stuff, mate. Um, now, I will uh, basically, um, I will post this on, uh, on, Insta- sorry, on Instagram, on Twitter, on, uh, on Facebook and on LinkedIn so people can, uh, can jump on there and, and listen to this. And it's also going to be available on Spotify and Apple and uh, so forth too, mate. So, Chris, really, awesome. uh, really grateful for the chat and, and, you know, congratulations and well done on your journey, mate. I think, um, you know, geez, the, the world's such a better place for you making that decision when you're a 22-year-old, you know, and... Um, it doesn't matter how old you are, if you, you, you stand up and, um, uh, you know, you, you make a change, you know, the, the benefits are, are, are tremendous and it's not about forcing those benefits and wanting an outcome, it's just taking it day by day and, and letting life unfold. So 
Again, I really congratulate you for your journey, mate. And uh, it's only just the beginning, 35, mate. There's, uh, there's plenty of good stuff to come. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for the chat. Thanks so much for joining in, guys. Um, yeah, really interesting journey, Chris. Um, very, very uh, educated with regards to, to mental well-being and, uh, and alcohol um, misuse now, but there's certainly still, um, you know, has a, has a drink and everything himself. So, um, so you know, um, he's not uh, anti-alcohol as as am I. You know, certainly it's uh, it's a part of life, part of the culture. It's really about being able to manage it and it manage you at the end of the day. So, um, really appreciate your feedback. If you'd like to reach out uh, to me, support Please share the podcast to anyone that you feel maybe. Uh, we may find it helpful out there. Um, really appreciate that. So keep tuning in. Some awesome guests to come along also uh, throughout this week. So stay tuned. Share the podcast with others. Cheers.